Hello, and welcome to Weddings Unveiled, a podcast for your wedding planning process. I'm your host, Leah Longbreak. We know how exciting and stressful playing the big day can be, and we're here to help, providing you with information and advice from industry insiders and those with firsthand experience. On today's episode, we have real bride and host of the Call to Marriage podcast, Callie Meredith. She'll be sharing with us her experience planning a wedding during the pandemic and being a military spouse. Callie, welcome to Weddings Unveiled. I'm so excited to talk to you today about your show and your crazy wedding journey. (laughs) First, let's start off with your show. Tell us about the Call to Marriage podcast. Yeah. First of all, thank you for having me. I was super excited to be on. So I started Call to Marriage when I was becoming a brand new military spouse. And I realized there was this deficit of resources for new spouses that was both positive, like not people just complaining about how much military life sucked, but also there wasn't a lot of resources that explained you know, what military life was going to be like in very simple, easy to digest resource essentially. And so I decided, you know what, I'm I'm going to just podcast it out. I'm going to create this resource. I'm going to talk about what I go through, talk about deployment, talk about the ugly, talk about the awesome. I'll bring experts on. And it's been really cool to see just how much of an awesome resource this has become in that call to marriage is just now this go-to place of just positive, good, content that is informative and it's just you have spousal support and it's been so awesome. That's fantastic. You know, I have family and friends that are military spouses and, you know, this resource is so helpful for them. So thank you for creating it. Yeah, thank you. So let's get into your wedding planning journey, but let's start with, of course, the proposal and engagement. Yes. So my husband's really sweet. So we kind of, I'd always said like, I want like my family to be at whatever we do. I want my family to be there. Like that's really, really important to me. And so he had said one weekend, I was visiting him when he was stationed at Fort Rucker and he was like, Hey, we're going to go to the beach this weekend to see my grandma. Like, it'll be great, but let's have a date night before we get down there. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So we went and he was like, we're going to go see a movie and then we're going to drive to Memma's house. So we pull into the parking lot and it's called Pier Park in Panama City Beach. And they have this giant Ferris wheel in the middle of Pier Park. And one thing you should know about my husband is he is um, very uncomfortable with cable car-like things. He's a pilot and he flies. He has no problem with heights. But for some reason, cable cars just make him super uncomfortable. I was like, this is weird that you're suggesting we go on this Ferris wheel before the movie, but okay. Yeah. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, we're just going to do the Ferris wheel. It'll be so much fun. And so we get in the Ferris wheel and he starts sweating. And I'm like, okay, it's because he's nervous. We're in a cable car. But all of a sudden the Ferris wheel turns bright pink, which is my favorite color. And he gets down on one knee inside the Ferris wheel. Oh. (laughs) I feel like a jerk. Because I look at him and I said, this is a terrible practical joke you're playing and I don't appreciate it. And he just looked at me and he was like, what? And I was like, no, this is a joke. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're being so mean. This is not funny. And he's like, I'm being serious. And I was like, if you're being serious, my family would be here. And he was like, look outside down to the pavilion. And my entire, like my grandparents, my brother, my sister, like everybody was there. And I was like, 
oh my God. I was like, ah, and like screaming. And he was like, you still haven't given me an answer. You've still just called me a jerk. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, of course. Like I, yes, a hundred percent. I want to marry you. Like, this is great. And so we had like a beach weekend with my family and he had just planned out everything just to such detail. It was awesome. That is so sweet of him and really smart to throw you off with the Ferris wheel. 100%. I would have, because he doesn't like him and I never would have thought about it. I was like, oh, this is a cute thing you're doing. Like, cool. And very cool to have it change the color, like your favorite color. Yeah, I was like, how'd you get, he's like, I called a week in advance. I had this all worked out. That's why we had to go at a certain time. And I was like, ah, okay. (laughs) So good. Mm -hmm. So from the proposal to the big day, what was your planning timeline? So it kind of changed. So originally, like we got engaged in June and originally we were supposed to get married in May. So I think that's maybe like seven, eight months. I don't June know. June of 19 not. and get married yeah. in May of 2020, right? Yeah, May of 2020. June of 20, or June or July of 2019 and then May of 2020. And so, you know, we started planning it right away because I had known that, you know, May weddings book really fast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we have to get our venue. We have to do all of these things. So we kind of planned the wedding in super speed mode. And that was also too, because he is military. We wanted to make sure that we kind of had everything lined up because it makes it easier to get things approved if you kind of have a plan set in place and you can say, hey, we're going to be at this place on this date. We're going to be at this place at this date. Like it just helped to kind of move quickly in that sense. And, you know, they say on average it takes a year to plan out a wedding. So, of course, you're planning your wedding to be May of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then the global pandemic hits. So yes. walk us through that. Yes. So, you know, around January and February, we're like, okay, there's this thing called COVID. We weren't quite sure how it was going to affect our wedding. But so far, like nothing was bad. You know, we get to March and people start saying, hey, we don't feel comfortable traveling. And we're like, okay. Georgia starts saying, you know, hey, you have to, you can only have so many people or whatever. And we're like, fine. You know, we're still going to get married. And then the military says, I think it was like a month before we were supposed to get married, maybe even less than that. Hey, if you're a military member, you can't go 50 miles outside of post. Oh, no. And he was still stationed in Alabama at that time. And we were getting married in my home state of Georgia. And so we were like, oh, my God. He called me at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And he was like, I can't even go to my own wedding. He's like, I'm I'm being told I'm like, my pass is getting denied. And a mo- I like literally sprinted out of my room. Like my parents were having coffee and I'm hysterically bawling, like not coherent. And my parents were like, slow down, slow down. And I was like, he can't come to the wedding. The groom can't come to the wedding. So we suddenly were faced with this, like, oh my, like, what do we do? Like, oh my God, what do we do? In a month out. now we're like scrambling to figure out a plan B. And it was, it was crazy. And luckily we had um, what's called a military clause in our contract, which basically just means that if he all of a sudden has to deploy or something like this happened where the military was like, um, no, you can't go. Mm-hmm. We have it in writing that we can like move our date or change our date without having to pay extra. So we called the venue and they were fantastic. They were so helpful and understanding. And they're like, hey, we're going to look for a date we can move it to. Do you still want to try and have it in this year? And of course, we were kind of like, oh, this COVID thing will brush over. 
And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's try and move it out as far as we can into 2020 and we'll figure it out. And they ended up moving us. They had a girl cancel for a July 4th wedding. And we were like, we'll take it. Like, put our name down. Like, that's, you know, a couple months away. Like, just put it down. (laughs) Anything. Just put our name down. Well, it's really great that you had a understanding vendor. And and you just gave a great tip for those that are military that pay attention to your contracts because you can have that option. Because, you know, a lot of couples with COVID got screwed because— there's no pandemic clause. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's act of God clauses if like a tornado rips through or a hurricane or something. But even that, you have to really pay attention and make sure of. So pro tip, if military, check for that in your contract. We, that was something we had asked for specifically because I had heard horror stories of, you know, spouses getting deployment orders right before a wedding and the venue being like, sorry, out of luck. Like you paid your deposit, you can't get it back. So we had... We had asked specifically for like a military clause to be put in there and it, it ended up saving our butts. So <laughs> were all the other vendors as understanding as the venue? Yeah. So we our venue we chose mostly because it was so many things were in-house. Like mm. flowers were in-house, food was in-house, bar was in-house. The only thing we really had to do was like cake, DJ, and photographer, and like hair and makeup. And everyone was super accommodating. Like a photographer cleared her schedule for us. Like the cake person was like, heck yeah, we're, we get it. Even the DJ people, like they moved people around so that we could still have a DJ for the wedding. Like everyone was so good about being accommodated. And I think too is because the pandemic was so weird and everyone was just trying to make it by during that time period. Everyone was super, super flexible with us, which was awesome. Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the paper nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, the paper fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. So that July 4th date opened up. Did you end up having it for 4th of July? Yeah, we ended up being able to do it because at that time, it was like, we were still kind of on the fence like a month before. We were like, if the restrictions don't lift, we'll call it, we'll move it again. But luckily they did just enough to where, you know, his, because most of his groomsmen were also military too. So there was that weird, like, crap, you know, if he can't come, they can't come. Like, this is the whole thing. So we ended up being able to do the July 4th wedding. And granted, like, it was a much smaller wedding because some people just didn't want to travel, which was totally understandable. We weren't going to be like, wow, you don't love us because you don't want to travel during a global <laughs> pandemic. Right. Well, I was going to ask you, did you have to cut back your guest list still because it was in the heart of the pandemic? So we, Georgia was like weird. It, it was like one thing one day and one thing another day. But where we sat in our wedding, like our timeline, I guess you could say, we were allowed to have almost full capacity, but our venue was really good about figuring out how to space tables out so that we could have, because I think we had like 80 to 100 guests at our wedding. And originally we were supposed to have like 2, 230 or something like that. And so, yeah, it was almost like half our guest list was cut down. And so they were really good about 
figuring out how to place tables to where we could have the 80 to 100 and still be within the required guidelines. And like we had masks for people to wear if they wanted to. And, you know, like ways for people to say like, hey, I don't want to be hugged. And that was good. But yeah, we ended up being able to have the the July 4th wedding, which was really, really cool. Yeah, that's pretty symbolic with him being military and having mm-hmm. an Independence Day. That it actually kind of worked out, kind of was faded. Yeah, it ended up being a better date, honestly. Like, it's a more memorable date for us now because it is on July 4th. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, you know, you had the 230 original guest list, but cutting it in half, did you find that, like, you got to have more time with all of your guests and just having that little bit more intimate ended up working out better? Oh, yeah. I We were both so happy it was smaller. Like, granted, a lot of people that didn't come were, like, like a lot of my cousins didn't get to come, which was a bummer. Like, I love my cousins. But it was, it was, I got more time to talk to people. I didn't feel like I was being rushed around. And I was able to, like, hang out with my friends and my aunts and uncles who came and, like, family friends who came. I could spend time with everybody. And I didn't feel like I was having to run through a line, essentially. So I really liked that. I 100% am glad it was smaller and not bigger because I think I would have been so overwhelmed. And you probably saved a lot of money, too. We ended up saving a little bit, which was which was good, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're not out of this pandemic by any means. The Delta variant, obviously, is running rampant. Mask mandates are happening still. For those that are planning their wedding, because, you know, 2022 is unpredictable. What's your advice for those that aren't sure of what's going to happen for their wedding and and how you rolled with the punches? Like, what advice do you have to give for them when you're facing something that's such a big question mark? Yeah, I would say be comfortable with things not being known because, you know, you are going to be just with different mandates and how things changed and moved when we were trying to get married. We had to be so flexible with regulations And just accepting of those regulations, I think in the beginning, I threw maybe a little mini temper tantrum about them (laughs) because I wasn't going to get the quote-unquote day of my dreams. But I had to remind myself that I get to marry my best friend. We get to do it with family that's able to come. Like that in of itself is a blessing. Also just being mindful that not everyone is going to be comfortable coming to a big celebration or a big party with lots of people and that it's nothing, it's nothing against you. It's nothing personal. It's just, they don't feel comfortable with getting, with the risk of getting sick. And I think at first when people were canceling, I was taking it very personally. And then I kind of had to have a come to Jesus moment and realize that it's nothing against me. It's not that they don't love me. It's that They love me so much. They don't want to risk me getting sick or them getting sick and having something happen. So I think just under, like not taking it so personally and just being comfortable with having backup plans, multiple backup plans. Oh, that's well said, Kelly. It's it's not personal. (laughs) But I mean, the day is personal, but like if they can't be there, don't take it personal. It's (laughs) it's not, yeah, don't take it personal because it's so unpredictable and people are scared and that's totally understandable. So my last question for you is, what is your favorite celebrity or royal wedding? So I was one of the crazy people that when um, Prince William and Kate got married, I got up at like three or four in the morning (laughs) to watch it. And I think that was my favorite wedding ever. It was just so beautiful and it was so cool and it was so different. Like in America, we have just such like cut and dry 
weddings and it's like, you know, hey, here's your 10, 15 minute ceremony. Here's your party. And just to see something just so rich in tradition was just so cool and so much fun and just so different and out there. And I mean, it was also a military wedding. I wasn't dating anybody in, in the military at the time, but it was just cool to see the different aspects. And, you know, now I'm I'm married to somebody in the military and, and granted, I mean, he almost died in our wedding, but like, you know, it's cool to see. It was just cool. It was just so beautiful. Oh, okay. Hold up. This is not my last question. <laughs> he almost <laughs> died? Oh, my groom had appendicitis the day of our wedding. What? Okay, like, so you already went through the COVID, up. like, month out. Yeah. And, okay, so how did you, like, were you with him when this happened? Like, were you waiting at the no. altar? Like, where's my groom? Everybody lied to me and said he was drunk at some restaurant. He was not. <laughs> so I got up and I texted my then fiance. I'm like, I love you. We're getting married. Ha ha. Like cute little text yeah. message. Nothing. Radio silence. And I was like, okay, weird, but maybe he's still asleep. Then like noon rolls around. Text him again. I can't wait to walk down the aisle, blah, blah, blah. Trying to be cute. Nothing. Radio silent. I'm texting groomsmen and they're like, oh, he's probably just nervous or, oh, you know him. Maybe he's drunk somewhere, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't until an hour and a half before the ceremony. We're in the upstairs at the venue and my mom walks in with my aunt and she was like, you need to sit down. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to sit down. I'm in my dress. Like, or I, was, I don't even think I was in my dress at that point. I was like, what do you mean I need to sit down? I don't want to, like, if you're going to tell me bad news, I don't want to sit down. And she was like, well, Tyler's in the hospital. And then my aunt chimes in, but he's okay. And I was like, mom, you have to start with he's okay. You can't just start the conversation with, you know, your groom is in the hospital. On your wedding I'm like, day. what? Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, Tyler has appendicitis and... They're like giving him antibiotics. They're not going to take it out right now because the doctor thinks he's okay to like just have the antibiotics and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just sitting there going, oh my God. I was like, we moved it. We finally get to the, we're about to walk down the aisle and he's in the hospital. Like, oh my God. So I like run downstairs to the groom's room and yell at them for lying to me. Because they all knew, everybody knew but me. Were they hoping he'd get out of the hospital in time and you would never find out? They were just like hoping that they could like scoop it under the rug. And I'm just like, oh my God. So, you know, he comes, we had to move, we we were originally supposed to get married outside in Georgia in July, in hindsight, stupid (laughs) idea. But we ended up, because of just how like sick he was, we moved our wedding inside. I took all of our wedding pictures 30 minutes before the ceremony because he was still on pain medication and still had, you know, just recently had gotten off an ID. So we literally took all of our wedding pictures 30 minutes before the ceremony real fast. I talked to the pastor. We cut our ceremony down to like 10 minutes and we took our family pictures with us sitting down. So we look like a, like a Russian family just sitting with us in the front and everyone around us. And then he had to be in a wheelchair for the reception. Oh and that was, we were just, all right, we're rolling with it. Literally. Like, this is happening. Were, was he able to get up to do the first dance with you? He did. He, he, we only did like maybe 45 seconds of it because, you know, he was dancing and he was like, I really want to do this. It's important to you. It's important to me. 
but we were dancing and like after the first like verse and part of the chorus, he was like, okay, I'm done now. I can't stand anymore. I need to go Aww. sit down. We're like, okay, we're done. Like that was our first dance. <laughs> so did he have to go back to the hospital like the next day and have it removed? No. So there's this new thing they're doing with appendicitis where they like just give you these antibiotics instead of taking it out. And I guess Europe does it a lot. Like they don't actually take it out. They just give you high powered antibiotics. He like stuck it out for the whole wedding. Like we only left 30 minutes earlier. I think we left at like 10 and like we did the, like we got to the hotel and he was asleep before like I even closed the door. And then we woke up and we went to the, his dad went to the pharmacy and picked up his, his medication for him and he took it and you know, we went to my parents' house and he just slept the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) That was just, that was, we had like, thank God we, so we had to move the honeymoon because of COVID and like, thank goodness we did. Otherwise poor guy would have just been suffering the whole time. (laughs) Did you guys get to have your honeymoon yet? Not yet. It's scheduled. We've had to cancel it like six times because of COVID, but we're hopefully going on it this December. We're going, like, we have it planned. We have it paid for. Like, we're good to go for December. You're not alone. Like, my wedding was May of 19, and we planned our honeymoon to be on our one-year anniversary last year. Oh, man. We had, were doing honeymoon in Vegas. We had everything booked, ready to go, and then COVID hit, so we had to cancel everything. So our plan was to do it this November, and now with Delta variant. <laughs> we're yeah. like, maybe we'll get our honeymoon after our three-year wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There, yeah. So we hopefully are going to go on it in December, but we're still like, eh, if we have to move it again, we have to move it again. Like we're we've moved it six times already. Like what's seven? <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Callie? You know you have really expressed how important it is one to roll with the punches. Two, your wedding day, you're going to hype in your head how it's supposed to be, but things mm-hmm. are going to come up. Pandemics, yep. appendicitis, <laughs> even if it's just like your cake topper falls over, like. Just roll with it. Yeah, that's all you can do is just roll with it. It's still going to be an amazing day that you get to share with the person you love. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Kelly, how can we get more information on you and your podcast, Call to Marriage? Yeah, so Call to Marriage is, uh, you can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, And we're also on Instagram at Call to Marriage. I always tell people my DMs are open for questions or if you just want to say hello. But yeah, that's where you can find us. All where you can listen to podcasts and Instagram, Call to Marriage. Thank you so much, Callie. It's been so fun talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. It was so much fun. Thanks for listening to Weddings Unveiled. Make sure you follow the show on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode and follow Weddings Unveiled on social media. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to executive producers David Moss and Gerardo Orlando, production director Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer Eric Coltnow. Don't forget to enjoy the journey.